All right, we are live. Um, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Ole Miss, a 22-19 victory today over the Kentucky Wildcats. You're looking, whenever the polls come out next week, you're looking at a top-10 team. Ole Miss will be in the top-10 next week. Ole Miss, 5-0. We said that all the questions that are to be had about this team, you won't know any answers until after Kentucky. Well, Jackson Dart is getting a little bit more comfortable. The only problem that we have to deal with, and I'll talk to Bill Flowers about it, is the center snaps today were pretty catastrophic. Uh, they, they were oh so bad, and I think that might be why they're not looking at the middle of the field because Jackson Dart has to, he has to drop his eyes down and the linebacker's moving around and that kind of bit him a little bit earlier. How you doing, Bill? Doing good, man. Uh, you know, I, I absolutely, absolutely agree with you. And uh, uh, hotty toddy, man. Yeah. What a, uh, uh, my wife and my daughter weren't feeling well, so uh, I didn't make it over. I didn't want to get, I didn't want to be the doghouse. Yeah, leave, my, I hear you. leave my wife having to take care of, uh, of six kids and herself not, herself not feeling well as well. So, uh, unfortunately, I didn't get to go over there, over for it, but what a game! I mean, that was uh, that was a uh, that that was a nail biter. Yeah, that was something really cool, and I like how the defense really stepped up in these um, fourth quarter with that last sack. Jared Ivy, um, Miss Tracy is a avid watcher of the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. His mom, so congratulations, Miss Ivy and um, Jared. Actually made a game-winning play. You can always always say that because that play, under a minute to go, inside the 10-yard line, he makes that play. There's no doubt of what the play of the game is, but, man, that that was pretty huge, I think. Well, I think the, I think the game ball goes to our defense again. Mm. Uh, you know, the that was – that's what we kind of talked about last week was you, you're going to have to – you can't just sit back and play a hybrid. I'm going to stop the run, but also stop the pass. You've got to absolutely bring pressure every single play uh, and, and make them feel uncomfortable on every play. And that's exactly what they did. And I think that was the biggest, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> <clears throat> Sorry. Oh, anyway, uh, Bill, I'll, I'll, yes, yeah, no worries, man. Um, yeah. The three teams Every that we lost. Bouncer, I mean, yeah. that's what shocked people. People were just like, man, I can't believe how good Ole Miss's defense has gotten, how aggressive and how uh, consistent they've been. And I think that I think that's a shock to everybody. Yeah, they, they played really, really well. Now, Kentucky came into this game, and before the game I tweeted out to anybody that follows me on Twitter – they can attest to this, that I thought Kentucky might try to play murder ball against Ole Miss because Alabama did that last year with great success. Baylor did that in the Sugar Bowl with success. And, of course, um, Auburn did it as well last year. So the last three losses in the last two, two years have been against teams that tried to play like this. And sure enough, Kentucky tried to do that. But the defense was up to the task. Chris Rodriguez, good running back, but – they came up and just wallowed me. He's going to have to sit in the cold tub when he gets back to Kentucky. Yeah, well, and and that's what you're going to have to do. Hmm. Uh, you know, that's what we talked about last week. I said they're going to have to put all their eggs in the basket of we're going to blitz you, and if you do run the ball, you're going to get a wall of you know just kamikaze headhunters coming through and just walloping you, uh, but putting pressure on that quarterback 
And that's exactly what they did. I mean, they, I mean, Chris Rodriguez is a, is a great player. You could tell, but he earned every single uh, yard that he got. He, there was nothing that he got that was easy. Yeah. Uh, once again, just like last week, I think Ole Miss scored three points in the second half. So yeah. this, so far, this has not been a second half team. So there's plenty of room for improvement for this team moving forward, but they proved today that they can win a top 10 game. There's really only potential potential one game on the schedule that you might look at as like, oh, Ole Miss is going to struggle to win that game. But you can't even say they're not going to win that game now because if Jackson Dart continues to progress, as he has over the first five games, over the next five games, he has a chance to be a really good quarterback by the end of the year. Well, I think you, you hit the nail on the head in regards to the middle of the field. And you've, I mean, anybody that's listened to the show has heard me gripe about, you know, making sure that they hit the they hit the middle of the field. And you saw that today when they were able to get good snaps, and they and Jackson Dart didn't have to reach down and keep it and, and take his eyes off the off the backers in order to get the ball. We were able to sustain the drives and and get things going. And I think that uh, if we can get that that squared away that is going to be a game changer uh for uh for our our second half because the second half i mean you're you're it's it's almost like we're becoming one-dimensional um they're they're saying to us you're not going to beat us on the run you're not going to beat us on the ground you know between juckins and and uh and 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 zach you just we're not going to let you run the ball on us. You're going to have to beat us in the air. You're going to have to be, uh, you're going to have to do that. And so I think obviously um, having the, the center issue is, is a, was potentially a catastrophic issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, it's something that can cost Ole Miss a football game, um, especially with A&M and, the, and some teams coming up that can beat A&M and LSU can beat Ole Miss. And that snap issue could come up to really bite them. Well, and I think that uh, it's going to be vital that Ole Miss now having a defense that can win games for you and not only win games for you, but also, you know, sustain, make sure that if you are in a game situation where you need to hold the ball, you can, you know, they can do what they need. In the past, Ole Miss has been like, if we can't score, uh, you know, 45 points, we're going to lose. That's not mm-hmm. the case now. Uh, now it's offense. Do what you need to do, um, and I think that is that's a uh, that's something that Ole Miss has really never had. And I think Kiffin um, uh, has done a, a fantastic job of, of assembling, you know, a, a coaching staff. You know, this year, I mean, Partridge. I mean, he did a fantastic job as first year coordinator. Uh, I mean, my gosh. They called up some great plays. Uh, they, you know, so I, I definitely feel like they're in, they're in the right spot in order to have uh, a long uh, runway uh, for success this year. Yeah, it, it, there, there's a chance. And Ole Miss coming up next, they have um, the road game at Vanderbilt, which is yeah. probably the twelfth team in the SEC. And then they have a home game against Auburn, who right now is the 14th team in the SEC. 
So there's a chance this top 10 stake can be up there for a while whenever Ole Miss goes down to Baton Rouge. Replay of 2014 um, for the Ole Miss Rebels. It should be interesting. Yeah, I mean, it, it, uh, going to Vanderbilt, you, know, you Ole Miss does not have a uh, um, you know a record where it's just like okay, we're just gonna you know put our head in the sand and and bypass them. You know, they can easily snake snake bite Ole Miss from our history. Um, but going down to Auburn, playing playing at Auburn, I don't care what the record for Auburn looks like. You know, you're playing in Jordan Hare Stadium. You're you're that that's a hostile environment. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they look like today. Yeah, that's in a home, that's get, a home game. Well, today's game is no, the Auburn game. They're going to come to Oxford, but yeah, oh, yeah LSU's right. going over yeah, there. Yeah, that, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yes. So they're coming here, but I mean, even you know, but you but Auburn. I don't care how bad Auburn looks. You're still going to play Auburn who's uh, a good team. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what happens today with uh, with LSU playing Auburn. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it just seems like Auburn always comes out with, with some kind of player that they've never had before that just, you know, shines uh, against Ole Miss. Uh, so what we have going down the stretch is, is nothing but, you know, brutal because you go Arkansas, Alabama, uh, LSU – I mean, it's gonna be it's going to be extremely tough. Uh, and again, I'm I don't give Auburn uh, any uh, any slack in, in saying that they're gonna be a a, a rollover. Uh, I don't. I, I think it's I think it's brutal. Uh, and I think that only you know magnifies that if we're going to win down the road, you're going to have to uh, you know continue to put points on the board in the second half you you can't do that you cannot uh only you know play one half and then expect your defense to sustain you can't do that all right blake bennett in the chat says a lot of the second half struggles were due to time of possession tough season ahead but we control our own destiny that's true um we did talk last week all the time about this was a possibility this was something i predicted this game almost would win 24 to 20 ended up 22 to 19. Um, it's already 14 to nothing Alabama, by the way, uh, up in Fayetteville. Um, so it should be pretty interesting to see. But one thing I want to talk about is the impressiveness of Quinshawn Judkins. Another 100 yard gain, another touchdown, yeah. seven yards of carry. This almost getting to the time we we should start thinking about this kid as the starting running back essentially well well this is part of what you know i think what, what, you're, what we're talking about is in the first half this, this kid comes in and essentially did it in the second quarter mm-hmm. uh because that's it seems like zach's playing uh the first quarter and he comes in the second quarter um but you can tell these these teams are like you listen you're not gonna you're not gonna let this kid uh beat us if you're going to beat us you're going to beat us through the air you're not going to beat us uh on the ground they know how good this kid is i mean like you said this is his fifth fifth, uh 100 yard game uh and everybody knows when he's in a game what he can do the time of possession issue is the fact that we can't get the ball moving 
throwing the ball in the middle of the field and getting those getting those those things that we need to do. In the first half, we were able to do it. Second half, we weren't. And a lot of that comes to the center exchange. That's the issue. But I, I definitely think that uh, from a standpoint of of you know who's starter or whatever, like to see. I would like to see uh, a combination of, of them uh, a little bit, um, not first first quarter to him coming in the second quarter. Uh, if you're going to do that, I mean, he's definitely earned the spot to say there is if there's a starter, there's starter one starter one A and one B. Uh, it's definitely he's definitely not second string. That's for sure. Yeah, real quick, I want to tell you about Underdog Fantasy. This episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. It's the easiest place to spice up your college football season. And by easy, I mean easy. So while you're watching your favorite team play, you can make a little cash. So I like Jordan Travis higher than 260 against Wake Forest. Drake May higher than 265 against Virginia Tech. You know, this is what you do. You pick whether or not the player will go higher or lower than the statistics out there. So it's kind of like that. And it's available in over 30 states. If it might not be available in yours, I apologize, but soon it might get there. Just pick between two and five players across any team, not just your team, and decide if they will finish with higher or lower stats. It's one of the easiest fantasy football games to play out there, and you can win cold, hard cash in a single game. So sign up with promo code Locked On. That's one word. An underdog will double your first deposit of up to $100. That's right. Deposit 100 bucks, get 100 bucks free. Go to underdogfantasy.com or the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store or Google Play Store. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code locked on. That's one word. Get on, get in on the college football pick'em action today. All right. Thank you very much for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, um, including YouTube. So subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, hit the bell for notification, of course, comment and upvote the video itself, if you don't mind. Anyway, so I am, I'm looking forward to basically this next game. One of the stars of the game, the star, the main star of the game is probably Jared Ivey. He made the sack inside of a minute left to go in the game, caused the fumble, basically a game-saving play. He is my number one star of the game for this game. How about you, Bill? It's hard not to, to, to agree with that. Um, I would, uh, I'd have to agree with that. I mean, I, I would say, uh, Juckins for offensively, Ivy defensively. Um, uh, I, I would agree. And, mm-hmm. and, and again, I, I, I give, you know, all the kudos, the defense, this, uh, today. Yeah, this was their game. This was their game. Also, Malik Heath yeah. um, had yes. six six or eight catches for 100 yards. Yeah. Um, the first 100-yard receiver for this game. That that was impressive and needed. Six catches, yeah. 100 yards with a long of 26. And yeah. that that was important. And I, I they, they they attacked the middle of the field in the first half. They tried. Mm-hmm. And they and you saw you saw what happened, and maybe this is a little bit of the hesitancy of throwing over the middle for them. Is is that maybe you know Dart's not seeing the linebackers as well as as they'd like him to see? Because again, when you throw when you're throwing over the middle, they're 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 very they're they're easier to do, and you can see what happens when you can hit the middle of the field. It will 
sustain your drives, but you have to be careful and and making sure you don't throw interceptions. So I I give a huge shout out to Charlie Weiss Jr. Uh, for his play calling today. I thought it was I thought they I thought they came out and I thought they were aggressive. I thought that they attacked what the defense was giving them, um, and so. Uh, I was really pleased to see. To me, that was that was gonna what was gonna win and lose the game for us was the us was our ability to attack uh, and take what the defense gives us. And I thought they did a good job of that and in, in trying to get the middle of the field open. Yeah, it, it was something else. Um, we are working right quick. We're to bring in Derek Vandegrift. He's um, coming on the show as well. Um. All right, change it over. Hey, Derek, you're on the air. How you doing, bud? Man, doing good. How about y'all? Pretty good. What What are your takeaways from today's game? Man, you know, just just a really really tough effort by this team, right? I mean, uh, you know, they they were kind of up against it in the second half. Kind of offense really struggled in the second half a little bit, but you know the the defense made plays when it needed to, and and that's that's kind of kind of been the the story of the year right you know we we kind of thought this defense would be able to make those kind of plays for us and and they were able to do it for us thankfully yeah it, it was something and um you know miss ivy tracy ivy is um watcher of the show jared coming up with that big strip sack with under yeah. a minute to go basically a game winner and i i would say congratulations for that 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 was really cool um yeah what were your what were your impressions on will levis in this game uh, you know, it's it really didn't change from what I thought before this game. You know, uh, really, you look in the first half, we we pressured him, kind kind of made him speed up a little bit, and and it really worked in our favor. Uh, and in the second half, we we kind of had a little bit of trouble getting that kind of pressure on him, uh, which, which they ran the ball really well in the second half, right? Like that's that's one thing that that you got to realize there. You know, we we didn't stop the run as well as we we would like to in the second half there uh but but yeah if you put pressure on him you know you can see he kind of speeds up a little bit and doesn't make the decisions that that you would expect of somebody that has that kind of talent uh but but he's a really good player you know he made a lot of plays and and definitely made us sweat it out there at the end of the game yeah hey bill um where would you rate jackson dart after five games when you say rate, in what in what way? Like how how is he improving? Just from the what oh, he started I, I, against I Troy. Oh, I, I think he's I think he's rapidly uh, progressing, and this is one thing that that I didn't really appreciate, and and I didn't really uh, take into account, is that he never last year when he was at USC, you know, he was obviously a true freshman then, and only played a few games there, but he was not in an RPO system. No. So not only, you know, this is a whole new system for him to learn. Uh, it's not, it's not like something that I guess, you know, maybe, maybe he was in high school. I don't know. But uh, so for him to, to, to show aggression um, and how he's, you know, we all know he's got a live arm, but mm. I think he's, I think his, uh, his accuracy, I think his, his, his comfort level uh, is definitely improved. Obviously, his ability to, to, to run. I mean, to me, he's one of those kind of guys that if they can continue to play to, to call play calls 
that allow him to throw in the middle of the field and he doesn't have the snaps that are aired to where he's having to keep his, his you know his eyes off you know on the ground looking for the ball I, I I really feel like he can be a top tier SEC quarterback this year but a lot of it's but he I wouldn't have said that in the beginning you know the first two games third game fourth game you know but absolutely he is to me he is progressing as fast as as, as you could hope yeah and he's gonna make mistakes here and there he's gonna make mistakes so you you, you can't you know uh, you know Kiffin's gonna be tough on him but I think he's tough on him because he knows what kind of potential he's got how good he can be yeah, just a heads up. We had 20 first downs in the game. We um, had nine passes for first down, 11 rushes, none by penalty. We're 50% on third down, seven for 14. Um, they had 399 total yards. We ran for 186. This was a good Kentucky defense. It wasn't yeah. necessarily the best that Ole Miss is going to see, but this was a sound Kentucky defense in this game, and we were still able to kind of gash them and make explosive plays. They threw for about the same amount of money. This was two really evenly matched teams. The The only thing that stands out in this game, I'm trying to find the stat. Um, I, I can't necessarily see it right now, but in time of possession, I think Kentucky was close to 36, 37 minutes in this game. Isn't that right, Derek? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they really controlled the ball. That's kind of what we talked about uh, last Tuesday on our Twitter space, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it – they, they haven't ran the ball particularly well all year. Uh, obviously, getting Rodriguez back kind of, kind of helped their their uh, running ability out this week and all, but, but they've still found a way to control the ball even in the past game because Will Levis has been so efficient this year. Um, and, and they did it again this this game, you know. Uh, but, but kind of piggybacking off of Bill Flowers real quick, talking about Jackson Dart, uh, you know, you saw us really open it up and give him more chance today which is something we haven't seen all year right and uh you know, there there were two two or three plays where where he couldn't quite get the ball over the linebackers right mm-hmm. you know that there was that one domingo that would have been an obvious touchdown if he could got it up there but but that's going to come with time and all you know right. um but but kiffin is obviously showing his faith in him and letting him throw the ball and, and trying to get the ball downfield and and that's what we need to to reach our ceiling this year because Jackson can obviously make those throws. You you saw it when it left his hand. You thought, oh, my God, that's a touchdown right there. But it didn't quite have that air under it. But that stuff he's going to learn from, it. the the more games and the more plays that he gets in the game, being able to go downfield like that. And, and that was really encouraging to me, even though he didn't make them this week. He saw the problems in it. And, and I would bet later on in the year when you get to the uh, – LSU, Texas A&M, Alabama, stuff like that. He's going to see that again, and he's going to be able to put that air under the ball to get it over that linebacker to be able to hit that big play. And uh, we really did open it up with him today. I thought that was a really good sign for us because he's the kind of guy that can really make plays for us if we allow him to. And later on in the year, he'll be able to do that for us. Well, I also thought it – I also thought it, it opened up, you know, not only for him, but for some of the receivers. Uh, yeah. You know, we, we, we've all kind of been sitting around going, okay, well, who's who's going to step up and and who's going to be the receiver? And today you saw that 
with them opening it up, they can, they can stuff. And I think that's something that you want to see. You want to, you as a receiving core and, and as a team for, especially for the second half, you want to be able to see the team, uh, us be able to, to throw downfield, throw, you know, be more confident and, and opening up the offense when we need to. Um, and, uh, but I'll tell you one thing that I was a little, I was a little, uh, um, uh, not shocked, but I felt like there were some, in some instances, we could, you know, Dart has, Dart has really impressed me as a runner and how, how efficient he has been as a runner because he's, because he's such a big guy. I feel like some, some of our, some of our opportunities when, you know, it's third and short, uh, when in the second half, you know, everybody's stacking the box saying, we're not, we're not going to let you beat us uh, on the ground. Um, you know, I would like to see a little bit more of, of of Dart being able to take those play action, not giving it to the running back, letting him do a little bit more of that. I know everybody everybody holds their breath now because they now realize that is the quarterback of our team. But I feel like that probably there's probably a couple drives where we ended up punting the ball, where if he would have had control over it, uh, we would have prolonged. And I think that's a huge aspect of this Kiffin, these Kiffin offenses, is having your quarterback involved in the run. And I think yeah. he, I think he was a little bit more run. He was a little bit more involved in the run the first half. He, I didn't. Maybe I'm wrong. I didn't see him re- really run the ball at all in the second half. Did you guys? Uh, no. Uh, maybe once or twice, and especially on the last drive, um, Jackson Dart ran the ball. Um, it was like a quarterback counter, but. They uh, yeah. did consciously not running, but a lot of that was Kentucky right. just held the ball the whole second half. Yeah, 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 they did. But kind of again, piggybacking off Bill right there, talk, talking about his ability as a runner. There was that play; it was either the second or third quarter. It was a designed quarterback run, and you see him start to the right, and the linebacker come free off the right side, and you see him adjust, run that linebacker into the offensive line, go around the left side there and be able to pick up eight or nine yards for a first down for us. You know, I mean, that's that's the kind of thing that he can give you, given yeah. that kind of opportunity, right? I mean, he, he has really good vision. He, he can see what's out there in front of him, and he can adjust and run those guys into blockers to, to be able to get the extra yards to keep the chain moving. And that's what's really impressive to me. Yeah. Um, one thing that we talked before you got on here, Derek, and I want your opinion on that. Um, this is a team that have struggled with center snaps. The center snaps were just really, really rough today to the point where this team cannot run a jet sweep, which is important to this offense to be able to time that up. And you can see where their jet motion was there, and he was just overrunning it. And yeah. it, it, that is probably the one thing that is the thing that can jump, come back to bite them as the SEC progresses. Yeah, I mean that that just that's break the hell out of Kiffin, right? I mean, because there were you you could see a two or three times during the game where they had that play called where if it was timed perfectly, snap was right, that you had an advantage out there. You know, you you don't know how it would work out until the guy actually gets out there and you see how the blocking lines up and all that. But we never even gave it a chance, and 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 that was probably really frustrating for Kiffin. Uh, but yeah, the the snaps were a real big deal today. You know, I mean, literally first snap of the game was low and to the left and, and kind of threw the whole playoff, right? Uh, mm. But thought throughout the entire game. So that's that's something we got to get cleaned up. You know, uh, I know Acker, it, uh, 
it in a natural center, and, and I'm sure he's out there just doing the best he can. But uh, that's that's definitely something they they need to work on if uh, if we're going to be working with him for the next week or two, you know. But that's when it comes to offense, the whole timing portion when you have all the motion and everything Kiffin has, like that's that's the kind of things you have have to get down. You got to get the snaps in. You got to get them on time, and they got to be on point. Because if not, all the motion and everything just kind of goes out the window. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Anyway, when we come back after we take this short break, we'll hit our last segment and we'll start to talk about Vanderbilt and looking ahead a little bit because we've talked all offseason. We wouldn't have answers to questions about this team until after this game. Well, this game has happened. We'll talk about that right after this. All right, thank you for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including iTunes and Spotify. Do us a favor and give us a five-star review on iTunes and Spotify. It doesn't matter what you say. Just make sure it's a five-star review. That way when people search on the Google machine, all of a sudden the Locked On Ole Miss podcast will come up, which right now we're like the top left on there. So whenever you search it, it will be there. So thank you very much for that. All right. So Ole Miss, a 22-19 win over Kentucky. Kentucky actually had a good run of things in the second half, but the defense just came up and made play after play after play. Now, this is moving on. Next week is at Vanderbilt. The week after that, Auburn comes here. The week after that, um, I think, is LSU in Baton Rouge. This is three games that Ole Miss, theoretically, it should be a lower level than what they just survived. But, yeah. Bill, what, what do you see um, as this October progresses with this Ole Miss team? Uh, what do I see? I, I mean, obviously, next week against Vanderbilt, I would like to see – I would like to see us implement the same offense that we, that we did today. Um, I would like to see, you know, some of those passes like we was referred to about not being able to hit over the top because they just haven't done them in games. There's one thing to do it in practice. There's another thing to do in games. And uh, I think that um, as as they can do that, and Vanderbilt, you know, they are they're, they're not just an easy W. I don't care what – our, our record against Vanderbilt is, is, is not, you know, undefeated by any, any stretch of the imagination. So um, – uh, and it kind of scares me about us, you know, taking them lightly. Um, and sometimes they end up having a record of injuring players. Uh, um, so I think that our October, you know, you're about to get into the teeth of the beast. Um, but just being steady, just staying the course, getting a little bit better each and every day, uh, every game. Uh, continuing to progress and and darts uh, uh, um, uh, maturity uh, are the maturity of the play calling of of making sure that you're being aggressive um, and getting to the point where when we get to play a and m alabama um, you know auburn lsu that you can confidently call these plays that you know you're going to need to attack the middle of the field these things that you're you know in Getting those center exchange uh, squared away offensively, you know, I, I, that's what I see. Just a progression of, uh, um, of of maturity and in, in the team, and, and defensively continuing to see them be consistent. 
I think that's the big thing that is that's kind of uh, an eye eye raiser for for everybody. Is just how consistent Ole Miss defense has been in being aggressive, and they made some mistakes today. They made some errors in, in tackling, uh, but that's that's okay because you're only going to get better. You're you're, you're only going to get better on knowing what you have to improve on. So I I see the month of October uh, as an opportunity for you know them to get better. Um, that's what I see. Yeah, if you look at. Um... Barry and Brown for Kentucky. Good grief, an unbelievably dangerous player that was just a whisker from three touchdowns today. That number two from Kentucky, that was a legit player. And if Kentucky would have come back and won this game, it would have been on his shoulders. He would have been the hero, right, Derek? Yeah, yeah, you know, that's – but that's kind of why you played the game out, right? I mean, you know, there's – you you have those kind of guys every single game in the SEC. Like that's kind of what Oklahoma and Texas have coming coming their way when they join this conference. You know, there's there's no weeks off in this conference. You know, I mean, it, every single week when you get done with non-conference play, there's teams week in and week out that can beat you. And you know, kind of like Bill said, when you go to Vanderbilt next week, you know, we we have our record with Vanderbilt, and yeah, we should have our way with them and all. Uh, but at the same time, you never know how the game's going to go. Uh, and, and it was no different this week. And K- Kentucky was a really, really good team. And, uh, you know, we, we were fortunate to come out with a win today, you know, and uh, they didn't give it to us. We took it. I think that's the important thing with the day. You know, we, we ended up forcing that turnover. We, the, the defense stood up and, and got the ball back when we needed to have it. And, uh, you know, with – with the schedule coming up, like you were talking about just a little while ago, you know, you go to Vanderbilt and then you get Auburn at home, you know, those should be two wins, but this is the SEC. You got to prepare week in, week out, because as soon as you let your guard down, somebody's going to step up and pop you if you're not ready for it. And uh, then when you get done with those two, you know, you go to Baton Rouge, to Texas A&M, and then you get a week off and then you welcome Bama into your place, right? Uh, This was the first big hurdle uh people may look at it and see that we have two weeks to kind of get things right before we go to Baton Rouge and go to A&M but but that's not how it works in this conference and I know Bill knows it I know you know it Steve you've you, you followed this conference for a long time just like both of us have you know if, if you're not ready you're going to get popped and uh so they they've got to keep going got to keep improving and I was really, really impressed with Jackson Dart today. I know he threw that really bad pick. We were actually talking about it, sitting out there on my back porch right before halftime. Like, you know, he just keeps throwing it into coverage. Well, that that's kind of what you got to deal with. It was kind of like Matt Corral a little bit, right? Like, you had to deal with him throwing it into coverage. He's going to pick his spots. But you've got to let him make those kind of mistakes right now, right? Because he's, he's going to get better. You talent coming up in him. And uh, so, you know, you, you take the good with the bad. You hope the good doesn't out – or you, you hope the bad doesn't outweigh the good. And, uh, you know, that's that's kind of where I'm at today, you know. I mean, he he looked good. Uh, Got to get our center back there. That's, that's kind of the biggest part. But we do have a couple weeks where we should be favorites here the next couple weeks before we go into a really, really big four-game stretch of – LSU, Texas A&M, Alabama, and Arkansas. You know, those are 
those are going to be four really, really big games, uh, but we can't overlook these next. Yeah, and, and, and Bill, you, you talk about the Vanderbilt history and everything. It took a, what, a Jonathan Nichols 52-yard field goal in 2003 yeah. Uh, yeah. To, get, yeah. to get past them. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, uh, you can't ever look at, at Vanderbilt as just a powder puff. Yeah, you just can't. You can't do it. Uh, our our history with Vanderbilt is always Vanderbilt sees us as as that big brother that I think I can get them I think I can take them and so they just give it everything they've got to you um, they you know so you know maybe their mentality is when they play Alabama or they play somebody else or it's like you know like we're gonna we're gonna tuck our tail and go and, go, and you know and just take the licking against us they just they, they think they've got a chance. And so I think that's, you know, where we have to go in there and be aggressive and put the, and, and take the, and, and just take the air out, out of them real quick. But I want to see us be aggressive. I want us to be able to, for Jackson Dart to feel comfortable about throwing over the middle of the field, throwing these, these, these passes where you're a little timid uh, to put them in that position, but you better put them in that position now rather than later. Uh, you know, we I think played better than our than our score showed today. I mean, we gave them we gave them a, a you know a, almost a a, a a touchdown on a, a, on the kickoff yeah. return. Uh, we gave them we gave them some big plays on the on the screens. So I feel like uh, uh, we are playing we're playing the kind of ball that we need to play. But in regards to Vanderbilt, use it as a game to really be aggressive and executing your offensive play you know you're going to need for down the road. You need him to have confidence that he can do what he needs to do in a game. The first game that they really let him uh, open up and, uh, and, and feel like a quarterback. So hopefully next week, you know, they're going to continue to do that and, and, and be aggressive with it. That, that's my big hope for the for that Vanderbilt game. Yeah, Derek, that that little sideline pass to Malik Heath in the face of the rush, that, that yeah. Dart has now hit that four or five times. And there was one time I think Malik Heath dropped it on the sideline. He can throw yeah. that really well, and that that is one thing we learned about Jackson Dart. That pass he is very good at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He 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 really hit it a few times today, and and kind of going back to your point last Tuesday, Steve. You know we. We really did try to work the middle of the field today too, which really worked out in our favor. It seemed like you know, uh, you know, we we hit what three, four, five completions, something like that, over the middle field. It seemed like today, it seemed like it was a point of emphasis for it, which I think was more of us trying to open up the offense a little bit more. But but yeah, that that sideline pass to Malik Heath, you know, he was incredible today. Had what was it, a hundred and something yards. Uh, mm. And and that didn't even count the one that they called incomplete. That kind of questionable. I mean, I I do understand why they called it incomplete. Uh, but he he definitely should have caught that if he would have controlled it through the ground there on the sideline. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's kind of what you want to do with a 19 year old quarterback, though, right? You want to find stuff they're comfortable with, stuff they're good with, and uh, keep calling that play over and over again. That sideline pass seems to be something they're good at, and. You know, they started incorporating uh, Trigg in a little bit more today, right? Like, you 
you kind of saw that three or four times throughout the day. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's you can see they're trying to expand a little bit since they finally, quote, unquote, settled on a quarterback. Uh, so I, I think you'll see more of that next week, the week after leading into these big games that we've been talking about. Uh, not to overlook either one of the next two, but, but you still have to kind of get those uh, – dark get those kind of plays in that that way he's a little more comfortable when the bigger games come up yeah david landrum in the chat had um had a question said steven i've got a question for you the defense looks night and day better than last year is that because there are no defense no core coordinators um there actually are co-coordinators maurice crumb is the co-defensive coordinator i think it is just year two in the defense and there's a natural progression and some of the ch- um the talent that has been infused is really, really important for this team. Now, Bill, before we get yeah. out of here, what are some final thoughts? I'm the, I'm the first one to uh, sing the praises of our offensive coordinator for finally opening up the middle of the field. That was first and foremost my utmost important thing. Uh, so I was I was so happy to see that, and I think it's only going yeah. to it's only going to uh, increase. Um, offensive line, I thought did a great job, except for the you know center ex- center exchange. Uh, defensively, I felt like our, our tackling was was you know given ninety percent, but we had some definitely had some bad some bad misses. Uh, secondary, I thought they played great. Um, so, man, uh, they are a lot further along than I would have thought they were, and mm-hmm. uh, I thought I think our coaching I think our coaching staff uh, is putting their players in the right spot. This was that was the biggest takeaway for me for me today, is that our play calling uh, was spot on. You know they got the talent, but if they don't put them in the right spots, they don't win. And today, yeah. the coaching the coaching staff definitely put them in the right spot. So kudos to the coaching staff. Yeah. All right, Derek. Yeah, yeah. Well, well said by Bill there. Obviously, uh, you know I I was really impressed with the defense as a whole because. When I saw Corey Coleman wasn't going to play, I thought that was going to be a really big deal in this game because of how good of a pass rusher he was, right? With that Kentucky offensive line, as much as they have struggled getting pressure on Will Levis, as good of a player as he is. And, uh, you know, Cedric Johnson, J.J. Pegues, uh, all of those guys on the defensive side of the ball still were able to get pressure on him. And, and you know, I think that's a testament to how deep we are, and, and that's – kind of more than I expected coming into this game. I thought Corey Coleman would have been a big deal if we'd been able to get him back, and turns out that it didn't matter because we were still able to get that pressure on him. So that's that was a big deal to me, get him another week off, get him healthy, and get him ready for this stretch run for this big stretch SEC games we got coming up because we're really going to need him. He's a really, really talented pass rusher and uh you know we were able to get the job done today without him and our 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 secondary deandre prince played a heck of a game you know that that one-on-one that he had there uh the beginning of the fourth quarter downfield you know when they left him on an island he just went up and and ended up ripping the ball out of the guy's hands you know that's that's really good to see uh you know that the defense just really really stepped up and really showed me something today without their best pass rusher and and that's really encouraging coming up with this this long slate of SEC games we got coming up. Yeah, um, my takeaway is they need to get the center exchange um, cleaned up. It, yeah, th- 
that that is their um, fatal flaw at the moment, and that needs to be taken care of by the time you get to A and M. By the time you get to LSU, um, yeah. use the next two weeks to get those that situated. But th- this Kentucky team was a really good team. You watched them play. That was two really good football teams on the field. Sometimes when Ole Miss plays these games, you can mm-hmm. see the difference talent-wise in the two teams. This was two fairly easily evenly matched teams. And Ole Miss was able to pull it out. And honestly, if we're going to be absolutely real, with better center snaps, Ole Miss wins that game by two touchdowns. Easy. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're going to get out of here. Thank you very much for tuning in today. Um, Obviously, this will be available on demand for anybody that wants to listen to it. Thank you very much to Bill Flowers and Derek Vandegriff for coming on um, um, this week. It's been weird, but thank you very much. And Ole Miss, a 22-19 winner over number seven Kentucky right here. This is a top ten team. We'll see you later. Uh-huh.